You are listening to The Gateway Church, located in Ferrisburg, Michigan. You can learn more about us by visiting thegateway.church or like and follow us on Facebook, where you can watch full services, keep up with all that is going on, and get connected. Well, Happy New Year, everybody. (laughs) You being here today uh, is a blessing to us, and I know, uh, and I mentioned already, you're the cream of the crop. Uh, Coming up uh, on the new year, uh, we knew that today would be a little bit different, and but we were like, man, we need to have church. Last week, we had church online only, and it looked like most churches ended up doing that because of the weather. Uh, we were grateful that we had made that decision in advance. We were like, man, praise the Lord. <laughs> and so I hope you joined us last week online uh, there. Um, if you're here today, you're an answer to prayer. We've been praying for you. And uh, whether you've been here this your first time or you've, you've been here for months or years, and uh, we've been praying that God would just stir in our hearts for sure. When we think about this last week, I hope and pray that it was a chance for you to slow down a little bit, uh, that your pace was a little bit different, and uh, hopefully you had a little bit of time off. And if not, maybe you got some time off coming up. But uh, when we transition between years, it is very natural to think back and say, all right, what was 22 like and what is 23 going to look like? And I did that this week and or really the last couple weeks in, in preparation for today. And I was reminded that it was on the first Sunday of 2022, it was January 2nd, first service that the Lord dropped a thought in my heart that really became a a word for us to, for our team and for us as a church. And that word was build from here. And we did that. We have worked hard on that. We've kind of partnered with the Holy Spirit and said, all right, God, we want to build from here a foundation. And as we move into 2023, I want you to know that we are going to be building on that foundation that's been laid. Now, the Lord did, in the fall, give me a word for each of the staff as I was doing reviews, and as I was praying about a word for the year 2023, uh, the Lord kind of put that in my heart, that same word, and that word it was innovation. And it's a tricky word, it's an interesting word, but it really means not being satisfied with what has been done previous. And really, I believe that innovation, when we hit, get God's heart, it's, it's about forging ahead into new territory, and I believe that's where God is taking us as a church and as individuals. That's a word for me, and not for the sake of, oh, so that we can be known, but for fruitfulness sake, that God has big plans for us. We were sharing about that in our huddle this morning, that God is, he's at work, he's, he's uh, helping us to move forward for sure. And uh, so praise the Lord for that. Well, today's message is a little bit uh, different. For me, it's a one-off. Uh, next, or this week, my family, uh, Jessica and my son and I, we're going to go visit Reagan in Cairo, Egypt. And uh, we're excited about that. And I, we covet your prayers for travel and just that the Lord would uh, be with us, that we can be a blessing to her team. But really, this message started uh, in my heart back when I visited Cairo, Egypt, a couple months ago when I picked up Reagan. It was in that interaction that she shared with me an idea uh, of how her team, uh, when they are praying for their friends, their Muslim friends, my, and if you didn't know, my daughter is a, what she likes to be called as a global worker. We say that uh, for her safety. Um, you can read between the lines. You know what she's doing. But, uh, but she said when 
when she would pray or when their team prays for their Muslim friends to come to have an interaction with the gospel, they pray for three things. They pray for a truth encounter. They pray for a, um, a love encounter. And then they pray for a power encounter. And ever since Reagan shared that with me, I've been thinking about that and praying for those types of interactions in my own life. And really, what I want to do today is I want to take that idea and I want to challenge us as a church that this would be a mantra for us that we would move through the year thinking about how can we have truth encounters with our friends and family that don't know Jesus? How can we have power encounters and love encounters, love and then power encounters. And uh, I've just, I, I'm excited to, to kind of roll this out for you today. And, uh, and instead of just normal New Year's resolutions, which some people love and some people hate. In fact, I was with some friends last night and somebody mentioned about New Year's resolutions and people were like poo-pooing it and like, oh, I'd never do that. And, other, and others might be like, oh, no, those are great. I, I love that. And, and for me personally, I'm a goals guy, and I, I know that um, uh, I, you know, with my team, with the team here at the church, uh, we do goals, we do personal retreat days every single month for the pastoral team, and uh, with that, we look at previous goals, uh, we look at future goals, and we put all these things in writing for accountability, and then we share those things, and those are important, and, uh, and we want to be tracking through it, because I just believe that God, you know, He wants us to, to be effective, right? But, but with New Year's resolutions, oftentimes, uh, they can be real superficial. In fact, I would challenge you, just for a moment here, think about a New Year's resolution, if you're just an average American, what do you think is the thing that comes to mind most in people's minds for 2023? What are America's top New Year's resolutions? What do you, what do you think? You get, got something in mind? Something come? Uh, all right. Well, they did a survey from October through November asking Americans all across America, and this is uh, the results. It's a little hard to read here, but 52%, number one, was exercise. Any surprises there? No. Eating healthier, 50%. 40% was to lose weight. And then to save money, less time on social media, here, here, right? Reduce your stress and reduce spending with the economy. And these were some of the things that came to mind. But I, as your pastor and as your friend, and I love you, I want us to disrupt just the American normal And could we be challenged to change our thinking and our goal and maybe our resolution, could it be related to why we exist, the purpose that God has in our lives? Why were we created? And to consider our opportunity here in today, today's day. And to remember Verses like Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10, that says we are God's workmanship created in Christ Jesus to do good works. Uh, in the NLT, it says, for we are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ so we can do good things which he has planned for us long ago. Did you know God has a plan for your life? 
And if, it, you, if that's a little foggy for you or you've never heard that or you've wondered what is God's plan, he spells it out in Matthew chapter 28. He says, Jesus came to the disciples. He says, I've been given all authority in heaven. And then he listens. He says, hey, this is the plan. He says, because of that, go. Everybody say go. Go and make disciples. We were created. Part of our existence is uh, to be able to fulfill the great commission to go and make disciples of nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Teach these new disciples to obey all the commands I've given you. And I love that he says, I will be with you till the end of the age. And so we, so we got this commission to make a difference. And uh, to, to, one of the things we say around here is that we are called to reach one more. It's a, it's a mantra that our vision statement, our mission statement, we add a tag to the end of that is reaching one more, one at a time, uh, that God would allow us to change one life at a time. And we believe that as we reach one more, God, he is going to help us uh, to do that. But how does that happen? How do we fulfill the Great Commission? What I want us to do is I want us to look at what Reagan shared with me about her Muslim friends, that we should pray for truth encounters, love encounters, and uh, power encounters, and really integrate that into our own lives. And I want to start by looking at Jesus's life. And, uh, and I know that it can be cliche and say, all right, well, Jesus, he did it perfect. I'm no Jesus. I get that. None of us are Jesus here. But we, he should be our apprentice, right? He's the, he is the one that we should be modeling after, no doubt about it. And when we think about modeling and thinking about this idea, it's not that we just look at Jesus' teaching or we understand like what he did or where he went. Instead, if we're going to be his apprentice, we should not just look at the stories, but we should look at the everyday details of his life. We should look at the intricate, like what, his comings and his going, his habits. Where, where and what did Jesus value? And then those things become the things that we value. And I want you to know that the things that Reagan and her team are praying for, for their Muslim friends, are things that Jesus absolutely did. In fact, this last week I read through the four Gospels looking for truth encounters, love encounters, and power encounters, and I want to share just a few of those with you as we continue. The first is Jesus and truth encounters. And when we say the truth, we're talking about the truth of God's word, just so we're clear. We're talking about God's word, scripture, the word of God. And for Jesus, he was constantly going back to the Old Testament law, Old Testament scripture, and using scripture in his interactions with others. When he was tempted in the desert, we see him using scripture to combat Satan's attack. We see him at the Sermon on the Mount, his first sermon. He uses Old Testament ideas and then he reinterprets those, but he's using the truth of the word of God. It reminds me that with that idea of praying for truth encounters. My daughter, Reagan, she says that her team there in Cairo that we're going to visit this week, they pray also, or they, they, they're committed to share the truth early and often. And I thought, it just gripped my mind. 
when Reagan started sharing me with me about what she's doing there and when I was, had my feet on the ground a couple months ago. The idea of early and often, I see that in Jesus' life. He didn't hold back. In fact, every healing that, that he did, it was related to fulfilled scripture in many cases. I love it. And his parables, his stories were filled with the truth of the law. And God, and God used Jesus to share that with a serious punch. In fact, one of the... Uh, uh, stories. Luke chapter 15. It's one of our favorites. Uh, it's the story of the lost sheep, the lost coin, and the lost son, or the prodigal son story. You might be familiar with it. Uh, a few weeks ago, Pastor Sean was leading our, our team through a devotional time, and he, was, uh, he said, hey, let's just look at Luke 15 in regards to, uh, to our call and our the idea of reaching one more, and we were meditating on that. And what really jumped out at me, I was already thinking about this message, was that in the middle story about the lost coin, the woman, it says that she turns on the light in order to find the coin. And I thought about it. The light is the scripture, right? Jesus is the truth, right? He is the word, right? We need to turn on the light in Jesus he was not afraid to use Scripture in his interactions day to day. So we see Jesus in the truth encounters. But we also see in a serious way Jesus and love encounters. The wedding at Cana, he loves the people that he's around, and he does his first miracle there, turning water into wine. The calling of his disciples, and then the, how the fact that his disciples were with Jesus, he loved them deeply. I love the story of the Samaritan woman at the well, right? How Jesus treated this woman with dignity and love is unmatched. Jesus going to the Roman officer's home. He was quick to forgive in his teaching. He would bless children. He would teach and model serving. He's washing other people's feet. He did this because he loved so deeply. One that caught me this week as I was reading through the Gospels was a story of the woman caught in adultery. Can you even imagine, if, if you read that story and understand that, she was not only caught in adultery, she was caught in the act of adultery, and they dragged her out, and they were ready to throw stones and kill her. And Jesus stepped forward out of love and cared for this woman and drew a line in the sand and said, whoever has... Uh, you know, no sin, you throw the first stone. And he was the only one that could have, and he didn't. I love that. Jesus weeping over Jerusalem, there's so many. No wonder when Jesus was giving and reinterpreting the law of the Old Testament, he said, what's the greatest commandment, he was asked? He said, to love the Lord your God, Matthew 22, with all your heart and soul and mind. And then he said, that's the first and greatest, but the second is equal to it. It's equally important. Love your neighbor as yourself. Verse 39, love. And love just exuded out of Jesus. So much so that even after Peter, who made a, just a horrible mistake denying Jesus right before Jesus went to the cross, Peter is licking his wounds. He's thinking life is finished we're, talk about uh, the worst season of his life. And Jesus, out of love, comes and finds him and gives him a second chance. He reinstates Peter into ministry. 
and you think about moving from 22 to 23, whether you've had a great year or just a rotten year or the worst Christmas ever, <laughs> it's, uh, that was kind of a mantra uh, I heard a few times this, this year. Uh, I'll tell you, uh, Jesus, he is, his love is great. And his truth is great. And we see truth encounters, love encounters. And we also, third, see power encounters when you study the gospel story. And when we talk about power, we're talking about Holy Spirit power, supernatural power. We see that right from the beginning of Jesus' life, right with the angel visits at Christmas and at his baptism. Uh, there's, you know... Uh, you know, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, uh, you know, the, the Lord, you know, is talking and they hear an audible voice. Every time Jesus touched somebody and healed them, there was power exchanged. And what was great is that the power was connected with, with uh, hearing the truth. Luke chapter 6, verse 18 gives us a great example. It says, they came to hear him. So that was the truth being shared. They, people wanted to hear what Jesus had to say. And they were healed, and to be healed of their diseases and those troubled by evil spirits. I love that. So there's a combination of truth and power there. And of course, uh, I was, as I was reading and making a list, I almost forgot to add the resurrection. Talk about a power event. Jesus coming back to life, and it's huge. And some of you might think, okay, well, yeah, that's great. Uh, that really all they needed was, were these power experiences, and that's what makes the difference. And what's really crazy is even Jesus, with all the miracles he did, it wasn't enough for some people. Matthew chapter 11, verse 20 says, Then Jesus began to denounce the towns where he had done so many miracles. So the power of God was evident why was he denouncing these towns? Because they hadn't repented of their sin and turned to God. So apparently, power wasn't enough. They needed love, and they needed the truth as well. And you're saying, okay, well, that's all good. Jesus apprentice, that sounds kind of silly. For me, I'm no Jesus. Well, we can be Jesus in someone's life. When we think about reaching one more, reaching the one person in our life that we don't want to experience eternity without. We don't want them to miss the opportunity. Uh, we can have truth encounters, first of all. And that means we need to be full of the Word of God. And like Reagan says, we need to share early and share often. We need to become a mouthpiece of God's goodness. Not obnoxious, not out of control, but we need to break through the, the, uh, the noise, so to speak, in our culture, and we need to talk about the truth of God's word. Don't be afraid to be a little disruptive. Be creative. You can use God's word in, in small doses and make a huge difference in people's lives. Now, as I was studying this, and just in, even over the last couple months, I've realized that as I've been praying for truth encounters, this is one area that I have personally probably missed, and it grieves me to think that I've had interactions where I could have shared the truth, and I didn't. And I'll just, I'm just 
honest before you, this one is probably the one that, that has gripped me the most. And what's our role, though, with the truth? It's to be sensitive to Holy Spirit and say, all right, Holy Spirit, how do you want me to share? Not to be the police, but to be a mouthpiece. We are not ashamed of the gospel, amen? And that is what we are called to do, to bring truth encounters. In fact, uh, even what happened this morning uh, when Pastor Jamie jumped up between the second and third song, and she said, hey, I've got a word from the Lord that there's people walking in darkness and want to come to the light and talking about Isaiah. That is a truth encounter there. The Lord used Jamie in that way. And you say, well, yeah, she's a pastor. No, no, no. We are all eligible to share the word of God. And that means we've got to get the word of God in us. So it boils up in and out of us to make a difference. Truth encounters are huge. Number two is love encounters. I like this one. This is fun. We should pray for these things. As Christ followers, our love for our world should look different from those that don't know Jesus. It should be at a different level, skyrocketed. Our love for others should just pour out of us. And that is seen in the way we spend our time, acts of service, gifts. We can utilize City Serve, which many of you did. We, uh, Sarah, did we hit 400 deliveries? It was almost 400 deliveries in November, December, which is incredible. And you might think, okay, well, it's easy to love our family and friends. I want to challenge you to even love those that are hard to love, even your enemies. Even an unbeliever can be nice to a friend, but we are called to love our enemies, to pray for them. You say, is that hard? Yes, it is. But we should be love all the time. And we can, even with our enemies, when we love them, we can heap burning coals. Uh, Proverbs 12, chapter 25, verse 22 says, uh, you heap burning coals uh, when you do that, when you show love, when you feed the hungry, uh, when you give them food to eat. Um, those that are thirsty, you give them water to drink, and it's so cool <laughs> to, to say, all right, yeah. Uh, even when we do that, uh, God, he's with us. And our role with love is just to be uh, open, saying, God, help me. Help me to be available. Help me to love deeply, to bring God's truth and his love together. But don't forget, there's a third encounter that we should be praying for. Not only truth and love, but power encounters as well. It's interesting that in the Muslim context where my daughter is serving, uh, Muslims believe in dreams and visions and healings as well. And that's why they pray for power encounters in particular. But you know, where we live, people are open to the supernatural, whether you realize it or not. People are curious. They explore uh, in different ways. And I just want to challenge us and challenge myself. Let's give them the real deal. Holy Spirit. People are longing for the supernatural. They, they're searching out angels and magic and crystals and yoga. and uh, they'll, they'll explore haunted houses and werewolves and aliens and the paranormal and horoscopes. And, you know, the list could go on and on. People are interested in these things. And we, through the power of the Holy Spirit, 
we can give them the real deal. We can make a difference, and we can pray for these things. Now, with Jesus, you say, yeah, that makes sense. But for me, I know Jesus, right? Well, you're right. None of us are. But we can pray for power encounters. And John chapter 14 encourages us to ask for big things. Look what it says. It says, I tell you the truth. Anyone who believes in me will do the same works that I have done and even greater works because I'm going to be with the Father. Verse 13, you can ask, everybody say ask. You can ask for anything in my name and I will do it so that the Son can bring glory to the Father. Yes, verse 14, ask me for anything in my name and I will do it. That is an invitation for power to be at work in our lives. It's incredible. So our role with power is to pray, to ask, and allow Jesus inside of us to make the difference. We can become Jesus with skin on. The power is Jesus. And by the way, when the power of God is at work in your life and through you, especially with those that don't know Jesus or those that have fallen away from the Lord, it's hard to ignore when there's a power encounter, when there's a vision or an angel visit or there's a healing, something supernatural. And the key is in the Muslim context where Reagan is serving, they say when they pray, they pray for truth, love, and power encounters. It's when they pray. And the key for us is when we pray. When we pray. There's an awakening, spiritual numbness, no more. We pray for these things, and God, he's the one who does the heavy lifting. And before we know it, we are fulfilling God's given purpose for our lives to reach one more. Everybody say with me, reach one more. We're passionate about that. I'm going to ask the worship team to come as we close. When we think about reaching one more, what will it take to reach a friend or a family member with the gospel for their lives to be changed, for them to experience Jesus? Well, I believe the pattern in Scripture is they need a truth encounter, and you can be the mouthpiece, truth exuding out of us. They need a love encounter that in every interaction we have with those around us, that they would feel the love of Jesus in and through us. And then power encounters. We become the conduit for the Holy Spirit to work. And as those things are engaged in our lives, our boldness goes up and we start to move in the supernatural, and God, he helps us to reach one more. I want you to bow your heads and close your eyes here for a moment. If you're here today and you don't know Jesus as your personal Savior, the first thing I want to address is this, is that you have just encountered this morning the truth of God's word, through the spoken word, through God's actual word, we've 
we've looked at scripture. You've experienced love. You're here for a reason. Hopefully you were greeted well, and if not, you will be as you leave because we're all going to be engaged as greeters and love those around us. If we don't know those around us, we're going to spend some time with each other. And just there's love here. And the power of God is here to save, to take away your sin. And today, if you need Jesus, today is your day to respond. There's no reason to wait. What better day than on January 1st, 2023, than to give your heart to Jesus? If you're here this morning and you're saying, Pastor, that's me. I'm ready to receive Christ. Would you just slip up your hand right where you are? I want to pray with you and just ask God. I'm not going to embarrass you, but yeah. Who who say, yeah, that's me. I need Jesus to save me. Anybody else? Yeah, thank you. Young man here, another gentleman. Yeah. Who else? If you're online and you're tracking with us, you can just type in the chat, hey, I need Jesus. We'll follow up with you. We've got some resources for you. For the sake of the couple that were here and those that are potentially online, I want to just pray. I, I want to lead you in a prayer. It's a, it's a salvation prayer. It's not the words of this prayer that's going to save you. It's you believing in your heart that Jesus is Lord. That's what saves you. And you confessing with your mouth and confessing your sin and saying that Jesus is Lord. That's what saves you. Let me lead you in a prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, come into my heart. Make my heart clean. Lord, I am sorry for the things I've done wrong. Purify me. Clean me up. I'm putting my faith in you. Save me. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. I want you to just keep your eyes closed for a moment. And as I think about or as I've shared this morning about having a one in your life, one person that you don't want to see eternity without, the one person that it would grieve you to the point where you're saying, I'm not sure I would even want to go to heaven without this person. I want you to hone in on that one person. And when you identify that person in your life, I want you just to stand right where you are. Be bold. And uh, if you are struggling with this and you're saying, man, I don't know. No one's coming to mind. I want you just to ask the Lord to reveal a person or a, uh, and just ask him to help you with that. And I want you to just stand and say, okay, yep, I'm declaring. You've got someone in your mind right where you are. Awesome. Maybe it's a schoolmate. Maybe it's someone at work. Oftentimes it's a family member. It's totally understandable. Can you imagine going into eternity without your mom or dad? Or one of your kids? Yeah. Now I'm going to ask that you do something real bold here. I'm going to ask everybody to stand. Even if you're not, I'm going to ask you to stand. And I want you to take a moment, and I want you to share with someone that's close by who is the person that God has put in your heart 
that you want to see come to know Jesus, all right? So I want you to share that right where you are, okay? So just turn, and if you're sitting by yourself, make sure you can move around. Let's make sure everybody has somebody. And uh, if you're someone in front of you, you can turn and, and address the people behind you. And we're just going to take two, maybe two minutes at the very most here just to share with who's the person that came to mind. Is it a neighbor? Is it a family member? Or maybe just be honest, say, I'm wrestling. I don't, no one's come to mind. And that's okay. You can share that as well. Just be bold. I want you to share real quick. All right. Hopefully you've shared. Now I'm going to ask you to do one more thing that's real bold. I'm going to ask that every single person that's standing, if you're comfortable, you don't have to, but I'm going to ask you to come to the altar for a moment. And I want you just to find a spot here at the altar. We believe in the altars here at the Gateway Church. The altars are open, and I want you just to kind of move in, make room for those behind you. And I know that you're saying, do I have to move? No, you don't have to move, but it's good if you do. It's like you're kicking the devil in the teeth. And uh, if, you, if, you're, if you have someone in your mind, come on, just find, find a spot. And what I want you to do is I want you as you come, I'm going to talk you through or pray you through these three areas, truth encounters, love encounters, and power encounters. And I want you to start to ask the Lord that he would use you in these three areas. And so first of all, as we are here, let's just ask the Lord together that we would be instruments of his truth, that we would be his mouthpiece to share the good news of the gospel, a scripture in a creative way, maybe in a note, maybe in a private message, maybe it's a, a phone call, maybe you're in the word and you say, man, I was thinking about you when I read this today. And there's so many different ways that you can do that. Not being a Bible thumper and just, I mean, maybe you should be in some, if the Lord tells you to, go for it. But many times it's just a small thing to say, hey, just a little truth encounter that makes the difference. And so let's just ask the Lord, God, use us to bring your truth. God, I've just prayed that you would anoint us in this season to bring your truth. I love the verse that says a a word fitly spoken is like a golden apple in a silver basket in Proverbs it says. Lord, that that we would bring a word, a, a, a strong word, a loving word, that we would be people of the word and it'd be bubbling up and out of us. Help us to bring a truth encounter. In Jesus' name. The second one is a love encounter. This one is a little easier for me. Maybe for you it's not. I'm not sure. But as you consider being love to others, I want you just to lift your hands right where you are. I want the love of Jesus to flow through you like you're catching it. And then you become the conduit of love in every interaction. You are serving, you're caring, you're giving words of affirmation, you're loving deeply. And sometimes when we love, we get hurt. You have to be vulnerable. I understand that. And, but for those of you that have loved before and you've been hurt, I want you to consider loving again through the power of the Holy Spirit. That we are love. We are the conduit 
we become Jesus, especially for the person that God put on our heart today to reach. And we would love them well. And lastly, as we put our hands back down on the sides of our uh, legs, I want you to pray for power encounters, that you would be open to the possibility that God would want to use you to pray for a healing, to pray over your friend that they would see a vision of Jesus, that there would be some sort of power exchange, a miracle. And maybe you're part of the miracle. It certainly could happen. And the reason I have you put your hands down is because it is not us. We do not manufacture this. This is not something we do. It's God through us. And we don't own those miracles. We don't manufacture those. But if we're open to the possibility, we see miracles all throughout Scripture. And we believe we serve the same God. Yesterday is is today. He will be tomorrow. When we walk out of here today, we are Jesus' apprentice. All of us. And we want to commission you with that. There's a song that we want to close with. And I want you just to stick right, right where you are. And I want us to worship together. It speaks about the power of God. It speaks about the truth. You'll see in the song, love aspects and then power aspects as well. And Pastor Bobby, if you'd lead us, I'd love that. Father, I just thank you for what you're doing, that you're moving, you're stirring. And God, no, no, it's good. In Jesus' name, amen. Lord, move in this place. Move in this place, God. Jesus, we just thank you for who you are, what you have done, what you are doing in this place, what you're doing in our hearts, Lord. Lord, I thank you for those who said that they need to have an encounter with you, but Lord, pray for those who might be in our midst or those who are in our path that haven't had an encounter with you, that they would have a power encounter, a love encounter, and a truth encounter with you. But Lord, that starts with us having a truth encounter, having a love encounter, and having a power encounter of our own. So we pray, Lord, I pray for anyone who's here who hasn't experienced one of those in their life or who needs that in their life, that they would have a life-changing encounter with an amazing God that you would move in our lives, that you would move in our hearts so that you can move through us to help others encounter you in that same way. Lord, we thank you that with a new year, it's a reminder of a new beginning, that every day, every moment is a chance for us to just cling to forgiveness, cling to your grace and cling to the new start we have in you. So as we leave this place, let us leave as changed and transformed people who have had an encounter with a life-changing God who are going to reach and be the salt and light 
to people who need to have an encounter themselves. Lord, and we know that as we go, that you will go before us, that you'll be behind us and all around us every single step of the way. We give you all the praise and all the glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you so much for joining us today for service. You can go in the grace of God. Thank you for listening to this week's message from the Gateway Church. If you'd like to find out more about our church, such as service times, giving, and ways to get connected, visit us at thegateway.church.